Welcome to our message for the first Sunday of Lent. Our text for today is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. The title for today's message is Failing Forward. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Let us pray. Almighty God, we realize that in this life, we are going to make mistakes. We are going to fail to love you and to love others. I'm grateful today that when we fail, that you don't throw us away, that it's not over for us, but you pick us up and give us the chance to try again. Help us to live into your example all the days of our lives. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. The Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. My grandson, Elliot, is seven months old now. He's learning to crawl. It's fun to watch, but to be honest, he's not real good at it yet. He gets up on all fours, and then he'll move one hand forward, and then he'll pull the opposite knee forward, and then he falls to his belly and army crawls wherever it is that he's going. It happens over and over again. At this point, I guess we should just give up on him, right? He'll never crawl, much less walk. Well, of course, we would never say that. That's just silly. No one gives up on a, seventh, a seven-month-old for not crawling. Failing is the path forward for babies. A few weeks ago, he couldn't sit upright without tipping over. And now he sits, well, he's very stable when he sits. And when he's ready to start walking, I know that he will fall down lots of times before he gets the steps in order. And even after he does, there are going to be plenty of falls. Parents, good parents at least, never give up on their children for failing while they're trying to learn to crawl and then walk. When we're growing up, we fail forward. It happens that way in our spiritual lives as well. Just look at the disciples. Last week was Transfiguration Sunday. It marks the beginning of Jesus' final trip to Jerusalem. The rest of the story is about that journey. Along the way, the disciples experience one failure after another. And it begins as soon as Jesus, Peter, James, and John get down the mountain after the transfiguration. The first thing that happens when they get off of the mountain into the valley is they run into failure. A father asked the disciples to heal his son. And they tried and they failed. And Jesus is frustrated with them. This is one of the times when you really kind of 
hear Jesus' aggravation at, at dealing with folks. He's, he says, you faithless generation, how much longer must I be with you? How much longer must I put up with you? That's in Mark 9, 19. In fact, in Mark's gospel, the disciples fell at least eight times on the journey to Jerusalem. It culminates in Peter's denial of Jesus and Judas Iscariot's betrayal of Jesus. In fact, as you follow them along that journey, they get nothing right. Every time they say something, it's the wrong thing. When they do something, it's the wrong thing. They get nothing right except that they just keep following. Even while they're getting it wrong, they keep following Jesus. Their faithfulness is not judged by saying or doing the right things, but by continuing to follow the best they can, by failing forward. Judas is the only one of the twelve that doesn't complete the journey. And his failure is that he gave up on the process. He gave up on Jesus. He quit following. The rest failed their way all the way through Jerusalem. We're not surprised when our kids and grandkids fall when they try to walk. And Jesus wasn't surprised at the failures of his disciples. In fact, he planned on it. Right after his baptism, the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to face some serious temptation. He faced temptation for us. He was tempted on our behalf. He faced our desire to satisfy our spiritual hunger by physical means. People shall not live by bread alone, he says. When we, when we try to fill that spiritual void with physical pleasure, it's just not enough. It leaves us empty, and Jesus conquered that. He said, people shall not live by bread alone. He faced our desire to acquire power and possessions, to build ourselves up, to get more stuff, to be more important. His answer to that was that you shall love the Lord your God and serve him only. He faced our desire for fame and independence, our desire to be popular and to get by in the world without needing help from anybody. When he was tempted to jump off the temple, but his answer to that was, you shall not tempt the Lord your God or put him to the test. He conquered temptation for us to give us room to fail, room to grow. Just like parents have gone ahead of their kids to prepare them for the journey. Just like we're there to catch them when they fall, when they're trying to walk. Because Jesus conquered temptation, we have room to fail forward. In other words, because of what Jesus did in the wilderness, when we fail, and we do, our failure is not permanent. It doesn't destroy us. We have a chance to try again because Jesus has already conquered temptation. But failure is not the goal. Jesus also came to show us how to live, how to do better. It's the forward part of failing forward. Our goal is to become like Christ to love God perfectly, and to love others perfectly. If we could do those two things, we would, in fact, be Christ-like. But it's not an easy journey, and it's not likely to happen in one convenient prayer at the end of the service as we gather at the altar. It will be a journey like the one to Jerusalem, and we will fail along the way, just like the disciples failed, just like I have done over and over. 
I'm embarrassed by how long, how long I've held on to hate while even following the one who is love. I remember ninth grade, I was leading a Bible study for my fellow students in ninth grade because I wanted them to know the goodness of God, all the while hanging on the mirror on my dresser in my bedroom was a Confederate battle flag. I was tone deaf to the hatred that that flag represented, even while I was talking about God's love on campus. I remember preaching that God loves everybody while making arguments supporting the idea of reverse discrimination. Uh, That idea I wanted to be more important I wanted to protect my status. I remember serving communion while maintaining that some people didn't deserve a place at the table. I believe, I hope that I've come a long way, but I got here by failing forward. I didn't have it all right as a 22-year-old preacher starting out. I had to fail forward. I'm comforted by the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. A landowner went out to hire laborers at six in the morning to work for him all day long. He went out again at nine and at noon and at three in the afternoon and again at five. Then at six o'clock, he gathered all the workers to pay them and he, he paid all of them a full day's pay. Of course, the ones that started work at six in the morning got a full day's pay, but he also gave those who only worked an hour a full day's pay. As long as they entered the field and worked for him, they got the full reward. In a lot of ways, I feel like uh, I'm late to the fields. I know people that started a lot earlier, but I feel like when it comes to genuinely loving God and loving others, that that maybe I've shown up a little bit later in the day. Maybe, maybe I'm a three o'clock in the afternoon kind of worker. But what I found is that God welcomes me to the work anyway. Late though I may be, he welcomes me to the work and he and he rewards me more than I deserve. How about you? I'm afraid we've made a virtue out of maintaining the exact beliefs we had when we first became Christian. We want to brag that we believe the very same thing today that we did 30 or 40 or 50 years ago. We feel obligated to hold fast to everything we believed just as it was. But there's no room for growth in that mindset. Shouldn't we hope to be more like Christ now than 30 or 40 years ago? That requires growth, and that growth almost always requires failing. Where does love need to grow for you? Where have you been failing? Will you dare to fail forward? Join in God's work, even and especially if it's in the final hour. Amen.